Hi, this is Chad. I'm so glad to be part of your journey towards product mastery so that you can deliver products that customers love. We are all on this journey together, doing a better job of exactly that, delivering great products that our customers love. This episode is sponsored by the RPM experience. That's the Rapid Product Mastery Experience, which is the fastest way for product VPs to help their product managers and everyone else contributing products to increase their performance, to get on the same page, to increase collaboration and trust, and to learn this foundational knowledge that really helps them speed their product work in the future. If you want to find out more about that, simply go to productmasterynow.com slash RPM to see how it can help you as well. Now, you've heard a picture is worth a thousand words, and perhaps the lean version, which I quite like, a prototype is worth a thousand meetings. And prototypes, they help us convey our product ideas, and they're a great collaboration tool, right? Getting critical feedback from customers. Being able to create prototypes quickly is a really important capability for us. And in this discussion, we're exploring a tool for prototyping digital products, which is Wizard, that's spelled U-I-Z-R-D, Wizard. And I enjoy exploring tools that can help us be more productive. Also kind of hearing about their journey, right? Why did this tool come about? What's the problem that they're solving? Who are they solving this for? To help us with this, the Director of Customer Experience for Wizards join us. That's Tarek Slimani. Now, if you want to read, not just what here, but want to read what we've talked about, we prepare a detailed written summary of everything that we discuss, as well as a one-page action guide to help you put into action immediately key takeaways from our time together. You'll find those resources at productmasterynow.com slash 402. Tarek, thanks for joining us. Hey, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. So Tarek and I get to see each other on video. He's in this stunning black black shirt that kind of has the Steve Jobs vibe. So very cool, Tarek. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's a very deliberate choice for today. Very good. And where are you? What, what, what country are you? And I, I know we t- uh, talked about this before and I forgot. Yeah, so I'm, I'm based in Copenhagen, Denmark. Lovely little city, not known by many on the map, but placed in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's uh, shown up in a few movies. So let, let's talk about Wizard here. What is the problem that Wizard is solving, right? Obviously, it has something to do with helping us to create prototypes here of, of digital products. Help us just understand that problem a little bit more. Yeah, so Wizard is bridging the gap for non-designers to easily ideate uh, product design. You know, in, in typical uh, design tools, it can be a very steep learning curve. So some of the things that we try to solve is make it very simple and easy to use for non-designers to visualize and ideate something that can be very difficult to visualize especially for different things such as founders who has an idea, they want to create something and for to make mm. sure that it becomes very efficient for them to, to communicate with the developer, we have a tool that can solve that for them as an example. So, so this is really for the person who has the idea, they're, they're not a, a designer and, and you know, pro- probably would, would get slowed down by trying to just figure out some of the, these tools that are made for designers. For the person that has an idea for some kind of digital product, and you've created a tool set apparently that makes this really easy to just realize their vision without having to know some of the design elements of other tools. Yes, I think the simplest way you can put it is just we empower non-designers to ideate based on whatever they have in their mind, visuals. They can come into the platform very easily, use some of the component templates we have and construct a interactive prototype that they then can share with a, with a typically third party. 
that could be product managers who wants to to create a feature and, and confirm and verify a flow and then share with share that with developers or designers to make the final iteration. Or it could be founders. There's a bunch of different use cases that we can empower. And the two keywords I think is ease of use and simplicity in the platform, because some of the mm-hmm. other known design platforms has a very steep learning curve. Yeah. Way back in the day when I started as, as a product manager, you know, the, the best paper prototypes were literally sketches, right? You know, to take pencil to paper. When, when you're working with a team, the whiteboard was by far my favorite tool to use. Yeah. And, and then it was, you know, exploring Visio, I think, for me and, you know, building up some library tools in Visio, which is a, I think Visio is a Microsoft product, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, today we have other tools that, that help with some of these things, but there is learning there, right? And so if you have a UI person as part of the team, that's really helpful, right? So we kind of expect our UI people to know these tools and they can help us out with these. This is for the person that hasn't embraced those tools, but has an idea and they want to kind of just start working with it. Yeah. And so actually funny you mentioned it with the hand-drawn sketches. This is a part of the technology we have in Wizard. The, the whole founding idea was based on a research paper that was actually made by our, our CEO, Tony, which hmm. the technology is based in, in this machine learning and AI that could actually transform hand-drawn wireframes into editable mockups on the platform. So that was kind of like the core idea of Wizard that then developed into being an editing tool where where you can come in with your ideas in this canvas and actually build it yourself. So we have this very cool AI technology that can convert this hand-drawn wireframe to an editable mockup and high-fidelity mockup in the platform. Okay, so that's very interesting. So that's one aspect of this product is is I can sketch out on, on paper I, I, or when you say hand drawn, are we talking about paper or talking about yeah. computer interface or something? Okay, so sketch out on paper some ideas, and this tool will will help us get that into a digital form. Exactly. Let's back up a little bit to provide some context. Let's talk about some use cases that this is applied to, and then maybe we'll t- walk through kind of the journey of you of a customer using this. What are some of those use cases? So we have a bunch of different use cases. I think one of the most popular use cases the use case right now is, is for founders, founders who has ideas, but they don't really know how to, to go about creating the prototype. And then there's a you know steep learning curve to these, these design tools like we, we just mentioned. And, and so another use case could be product market, product managers who needs to go in and, and create a new flow test and, and iterate like a sign-up flow. We actually recently did this as well in, in Wizard, where I was able to go in as a customer success, customer experience person and design this whole flow and test and reiterate and, and, and show it to the development team, design team that could then perfect it. We, uh, we have marketers using it for landing pages. We have students who's using it for their courses, teachers who's teaching courses interactively on the platform. So there's actually a lot of different use cases, which makes my job very interesting in trying to facilitate all the the greatest journeys for them in customer experience. Yeah, so there's a lot, lots of different kind of customer segments using that. When we think about applications, curious about an example there too, just to help us clearly have this in mind. So, you know, for example, if I'm thinking about an app that could be on a phone and I could use this to walk through what those screens might look like for the phone or a new system for a computer, right? Maybe it's a website that I go to or an app on the computer. This really is helping me flesh out the user interface for some software system. 
Yeah, it's, it's very true. One of the typical use cases, like we mentioned, was is founders and and a cool customer story. I think I can that's top of my mind is is a a guy who created this augmented reality mobile application that helps people explore how objects would look like in their surroundings. And I think that's extremely cool that we can help him in in actually making his product and company a reality. Tell us more about what this looks like, so we can kind of visualize it in our heads about what this guy's trying to create. The challenge, I think, for for this founder was specifically that while the core product was already built, him and his team found themselves in a need of a tool where they could quickly design and reiterate some of these traditional flows and processes that goes into a mobile app. And so... The they used another tool originally, but we they had a very steep learning curve and, and they didn't really get too far. So so the solution was to switch to Wizard and and quickly adopt and understand this beta beta product that we had and being able to do the wireframes and then convert them into to editable mockups and then start from there. So they were quickly they had a quick turnaround in in ideating and then editing their their screens in Wizard. Okay. So that they were starting with pencil wireframes, right? So sitting together, sketch, sketching out what this might look like. This is interesting because I didn't know this is how the tool works. T- take us through what the tool helps with then. Right? So if you and I are, are, are the ones working now, right? Say you're the founder and I'm part of your, your product team and I'm trying to capture your ideas. And any of us have been in a startup environment, this is really typical that the founder always has more ideas and we're trying to yeah. <laughs> realize those and, and, and put them into some tangible forms that, so that we can kick them around better, collaborate about them and see if the, this makes sense if we're supposed forward or not. And the founder, you're sitting down and sketching up on paper what this might look like. Take us forward from that point. Sure. You've drawn some wireframes on a piece of paper and you're ideating and you realize, you know, you if you have to edit something, it's it's very difficult. Like you have to scratch it out. You have to start over. So what Wizard helps with in that case is you can quickly convert it into high fidelity mockup in, in Wizard and start editing it. So the ideation process gets much more rapid. You can go in and, and share it also with that team and directly show how do you want that user experience to be? How do you want that interactiveness within the platform to look like? It's very difficult to show that on a piece of paper. So I say that technology is just the starting point of how you can create your app. Once you're inside of Wizard, it's actually easier to use some of these component templates that you've created to ideate and, and make new versions of it very fast with your team. And how do I get that pencil wireframe into Wizard? You can take a picture on your phone and then it can be you can upload it into Wizard or it can directly convert it. So you can take a picture of that, upload it into Wizard, then the technology works for you and converts it into a high fidelity wireframe. Okay. So and Wizard, you said before this came out, out of some work with uh, artificial intelligence, must have an AI engine to help recognize elements of a UI and then make some recommendations for given UI principles, what that might look like you know, in, in modern UI, uh, in modern UI view. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry for not dis- disclaiming that very well. So we have some components that's already predefined in the sketching guide that we have. So you can write here's, uh, or you can draw here should be a button, here should be a picture, and then the technology and the AI can recognize these components and then convert them into high fidelity wire in Wizard and place them even with color and everything based on what you choose should be the theme and so on. And then what are the steps to make that look like it's, you know, the, to add the flow logic of someone interacting with this user interface? So, you know, when this button is pushed, when this is, field is typed in, but it goes to other reasonable places. How do you make that happen? 
So once you've converted into high fidelity, you have options that's called interact in, in the build options on our site. And well, how that works is very simple. You, there is a circle you can drag to the next screen you want it to go to. So you start with a specific component. Let's say there is a button and you want that button to go to the profile section. Then you drag the node from that button to the screen that is you have designed as being the profile section. And once you've done that with the different buttons you have and the, the different screens you want them to go to, you can actually go in and preview them live and, and, and kind of have a look and feel of how does this interaction work inside of my app. Hmm. Do you know of people that are using this yet in like design thinking workshops or design sprints? That's what I, my brain was drawing a blank on. Design sprints mm -hmm. where, you know, we're working through like a, in one week, like Google's famous design sprint methodology and trying to realize prototypes you know, to help, help. we've un uncovered some problems to explore. We're now developing some prototypes to to show what a solution might be to our customer for that problem. And when I've done design thinking workshops in this vein, it was very common if it's a digital product that that is one of the solutions that might be emerging that we lay out storyboard, just you know, one piece of paper is a user interface. And then the next piece of paper is what it might go to next. And you know, we, we draw out this stack of user interfaces to kind of show this flow. Mm -hmm. But we usually don't have time to do anything to actually make it look like it stays in paper, right? We don't have time to digitize this and make it look like it's actually working. Mm. Do you know of people using it yet in that kind of context to as part of like a design thinking workshop to say, hey, let's actually make our, our sketches here convey a little bit more meaning to the user so they, they can put it in their hands and start interacting with it, knowing what the flow is supposed to be like, and they can give us more feedback then based on the flow we envision that might, might be wrong based on what they're actually trying to get done. Oh yeah, definitely. We have design sprint facilitators also using the platform and a bunch of UI UX designers who ideate with a lot of different projects that they may have. Mm -hmm. We've seen that they've also embedded it on their websites, which is also a functionality on the platform. You can share and embed it on a website and then go and actually show it to users to test how does this work? What is the feedback that you that you're getting from actual users? So that's making the the testing and and prototyping much more rapid in that sense. You can even duplicate some of these projects to see and, and iterate how that looks like in, in, in yeah. the optimized version. That just seemed like an easy connection for at least things I'm involved in these days. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I tend not to be developing products for myself as much, but more you know, helping others do that. And if I'm working through some kind of design thinking sprint with them, helping to take these sketches and putting them into something that looks a little bit more tangible to work with. Yeah. Because the, the key thing we're trying to do in a sprint like that in a design thinking type sprint is not just develop something. We, we want to get our prototypes in physically into the hands of, the, of our customer and let them interact with it and give us feedback. Because if we're walking through it with them, we're not going to get nearly as good a feedback as if it's physically in their hands and they're using it as they might and experiencing it and saying, oh, why did it go there? That, you know, that, that, that's, not, that's not what I would think of next, right? Mm -hmm. and being able to walk through that flow a little bit more, that could be really helpful. So this sounds pretty exciting to me right now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's super exciting. We're actually using it sometimes in the same way. We're having our designers who are creating these different templates 
for that can be like predefined templates that can be used by the users. And so in a part yeah. of, of that is kind of, you have to put yourself into the user's mindset and try to understand like where would the different interaction need to be and then and, and click and so on, make it look good. And before they are set live, they're always put in the hands of some of the users to test out. Does this flow actually right. make sense? Would this be something I could utilize myself to have like a quick starting point of my project? I have something special to tell you about. After talking with hundreds of product managers about their journey and how they grew in their careers, three levers consistently stand out. Frameworks and tools, structured learning, and peer learning. To bring all three levers together, the Product Mastery Now community is opening soon for the very first time. The community will help you accelerate your journey and career. This is something that I've always wanted to help others with and something I wish I had as myself when I was growing in my career. You listen to this podcast because you find value in it, and the community will amplify that value for you. Further, joining during the Founders Launch guarantees you the lowest price the community will ever be available for. You'll get training in frameworks and tools, live Q&A with podcast guests, advice from other community members, and more. Learn more about the community and apply to be a member at productmasterynow.com slash community. This is the Founders Launch. Check it out now. The thread we've walked down in using this tool is the person who's starting with handwritten sketches. You know, I have an idea. It's a digital product is our context. Maybe the first screen looks something like this, and and then the next screen could be this. And if they don't do what we expect, maybe maybe this thing comes up. And we're sketching this out. Is there are there other paths that people would use? Like if I if I'm not as comfortable doing the hand sketching, are there other ways that people use this tool? Yeah, definitely. So hand sketching is just a very small part, I would say, of Wizard today. It was the initial idea of, oh, this is the problem, a part of the problem we're solving. Today, we're solving much more of the UI, UX, and having users giving them easy access tools. So that that means we've created a bunch of these project, predefined project templates, and also component templates, which is smaller versions of of components that you can quickly put into your project. So the starting point is is for for you, if you have an idea, very easy to to get into and start using you just have to sign up go in and create a new project and within that project you can choose to start from one of these project templates or you can start from scratch and then use the component templates shapes or forms icons pictures whatever you desire to actually ideate and create that exact idea that you have in your mind yeah so in that sense it might be more akin to some of the other tools on on the market to say you know here here's a basically ui design tool to help you take through things. So that's common to people that are used to that. I'm really excited about the the hand sketching capability because that is where, uh, that's an easy place to start, right? And if I'm getting together with my friends late in the day or headed out to the pub and uh, yeah, thinking about ideas, right? We're, we're, we're sketching ideas out on napkins and thinking about what, what kind of things can happen. And this is a great tool for capturing that, right? Right now we're taking pictures of the napkins to remember things <laughs> we're thinking about, but this could be a tool for taking sure. that to the next step, right? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I'm curious as the customer experience guy there, you know, often we develop products and we end up finding people using them in ways that we had not envisioned, right? They're using them to solve different problems that we hadn't even thought of yet. Have you come across that yet? I know the company is relatively young. Have you found other found things that have come up that have surprised you about how people are using the tool? Yeah, good question. I've been fortunate to speak with a bunch of different users. And I think one of the the ones that surprised me the most is one we also did a customer story with. Her name is April from, from the US and she's a, she's a teacher within cybersecurity. And she was using our platform for an interactive course where she could then teach 
the uh, the audience about this cybersecurity um, program within the different courses that she was making. So how that worked for her is she was she was going in and she was using this web application, what's it called, format to then build out how a website would look like and the different options that you could click on that would lead you through a journey. And, and, hmm. and at the same time, you would learn about cybersecurity. And then at the end, she could take that project and prototype and then share it live on stage while she was in front of, I think it was about 100 participants who would then log in and actually start clicking around in this prototype to kind of go through that that experience she created for them. And to me, I think that was a very interesting case because I had never thought of that specific use case. I always thought in the patterns of like designers, UX designers, product managers and, and founders and people like myself who wants to reiterate a specific flow. I thought that was very, very cool. Also just to to know that there was actually a prototype that was shared with about a hundred people who then were able to go and go through the specific journey that she created and interact with it. Very, very cool. Yeah, very, very interesting. And the reason for asking that question was it's just a good reminder for us as product people, too, that sometimes our products end up doing things that we hadn't envisioned. And those are opportunities for us to think about, well, is there a, another market here that we should be pursuing as well? And how can we extend the product maybe for them better? So thanks for sharing that example with us. As listeners know, we love a good innovation quote around here. And I was curious what you brought us and what that means to you. I really like this one. Innovations succeed when failure is seen as a learning state to great success. And I think this quote is specifically interesting because a big part of what we do every day is failing at maybe doing making the perfect product, but that's the steps that we is necessary to take to great to get to success. So having to learn and reiterate whatever we do in these design processes that we have or the ideas that we have are the, the most important steps for us to do and create a great product. Who's that quote by? I think that's by someone named Pearl Shu. I'm not exactly sure, actually. Something I heard a long time ago. Yeah, we'll double check it too and look it up. But yeah, th thanks for sharing the quote with us. We enjoy those innovation quotes and they remind us about the work that we do as product people too, that we are indeed creating something new and that's inherently not easy. And so it is a challenging role for us to be in. So Tarek, how can people find out more about you, the work you're doing, certainly more about Wizard if they want to look into what this product is like? I'm very intrigued about this capability to capture handwritten, yeah. you know, those sketches of mockups. You should definitely go try it. You can find Wizard at wizard.io. That's Z-A-R-D.io. And it's free to create a profile. You can go in and you have some limited functionality in the platform, but enough to, to create a 10 screen project currently. And this wireframe conversion oh. is also free to use. So if you're curious to, to understand more about that technology and how that could potentially help you in your day-to-day -day workflow, I, I'd encourage you to go give it a try and then give us some feedback. One of the things that I have to say as a customer experience person is like, I'm very passionate about feedback. I really want to understand how the users are using our product. And if there's something that could be better, I would love to know that as well. Excellent. And I also appreciate feedback as well. And I don't do a lot of tool kind of episodes like this. And so anyone that would like to hear more about these or especially has a recommendation for tools that you would like to hear discussed, by all means, please email me. That's chad at productmasterynow.com. If you have recommendations for tools that you would like to hear us talk more about. Wizard is a very interesting one to know about. So 
wizard, which is U-I-Z-A-R-D dot I-O. Sounds like the place to go to, and you can try it for free. Anything else you want to share with us, Chark? No, if you want to know more about what I do in, in custom experience, feel free to reach out as well. You can you can find me on LinkedIn by typing in the name Tarek Slimani. Feel free to ask me any questions. I always love sharing my vision about how to create a great customer experience and product-led growth tools, just just like Wizard. So if I can give any inspiration or share my my experience, I would love to do so as well. Let me ask you one quick bonus question in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Which is, you know, during the course of your week, what are you doing to try to have those customer engagements? How do you structure your calendar to, to be spending time with customers? And I don't know what you're doing to reach out or if there's a community. Mm-hmm. How are you trying to have those customer engagements? Well, so we do have a community and we have a community team who is reaching out and, and making sure that there is some engagement within the community itself. What I specifically do is I send out a bunch of surveys to get a lot of quantity in the feedback that I can. We also have, of course, a live chat that people can reach out to. So because we're product-led growth and we have tens of thousands of signups almost every week and month, um, I'm for the masses and trying to understand the data that we have. But in the start and once in a while, we do some customer interviews to really go in depth with some certain use cases that we think is very interesting. And so I'll spend hours at periods of time with some of the users to really understand how are you using the product? What are the main values that you're looking for in a tool like ours? And how can we continue giving you that value over time? So the the day to day for me is actually it's not one thing only. It's, it's very different. And I typically try to understand the user behavior by looking at the, the data that we have in, in our platform as well. And both kind of buckets of information that are really helpful, right? So the, the data that the organization is collecting, right, through surveys or other tools or from the tool itself, mm-hmm. that maybe we've instrumented some data from that, that, that data is very helpful. And then those interactive interviews, right, the discussions with customers. Mm-hmm. And as you kind of alluded to, a great place to start is, you know, tell me how you're using the product. Take us through an example of, of how you've used it. And we gain insights when we see how customers are using the product and they talk about that and giving them time to share their story of how they're interacting with it is really important for us to gain some new insights from that. So appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, same for us. If I can just share one more thing, I think it's very interesting is we're actually trying to combine all of these things. So we're we're doing the customer interviews to understand the general notions of what the user's trying to solve. Then we're doing surveys to kind of quantify that. And then we're comparing it with data to understand, are we currently serving those needs? And how can we look into the product feedback log, which we diligently log every single day, to then accommodate and implement some of those features to make sure that users continue to be successful. So if you combine a lot of these different learnings that you have, both qualitatively and and quantitatively, you can actually understand a lot more about the users and look into the product to see how you can optimize it. And I think that for me is is very interesting and what I'm I'm trying to do currently on a day-to-day basis. It's a very good point. I appreciate sharing that with us. So, Tarek, thank you for the information about the a very interesting user interface tool here, as well as some of the insights there about the customer experience and how to do a better job with that. Appreciate you being on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. And listeners, just as a reminder, if you do want those written notes in the one-page action guide of key takeaways from our discussion, as well as finding all the links that we just talked about, so it's easy to find Tarek's LinkedIn profile as well as the company there, simply go to productmasterynow.com slash 402. Also, the founder's launch of the Product Mastery Now community has opened to help you accelerate your journey towards product mastery. It combines the three levers that accelerate product management careers, frameworks and tools, structured learning, and peer learning. Apply to be a member at 
productmasterynow.com community. As always, keep innovating, 